Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this season, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every single goddamn page in a trio of adventure modules for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes RPG, starting with Adventure MT1, All This and World War II. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. All This and World War II was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 17 of All This and World War II. We were having fun going through the NPC section. We were almost done. We were in the last little bit where we were talking about regular people. We were past all the superheroes, all the supervillains, all the player characters. All we had left were the mooks. Just the nameless faces on the battlefield whom our superheroes are meant to KO in their dozens just to show what badasses they are. These are extras. But at the top of this page, and the last bit of the previous page, we get something a cut above the standard Nazi soldier, the Blautot Commandos. Now, there's no need to get into the whole story behind the Blautot Commandos. We're going to learn about them as the adventure proceeds. And by the way, we're getting to the actual story tomorrow. Uh, This is the last page of character stats and stuff. Tomorrow, our heroes begin their adventure. I'm very excited about that. But for now, all you need to know about the Blautot Commandos is they are fighters of a higher caliber than your typical infantry, and in fact, of a significantly higher caliber. Their stats on the previous page give them fighting, excellent, 20, agility, good, 10, strength, good, 10, endurance, excellent, 20, reason, good, 10, intuition, excellent, 20, and psyche, good, 10. They have health of 60, karma of 40, resources of Remarkable, and a popularity of 10. Each commando is armed with a Schmeisser submachine gun, which has a range of six areas, does 25 points of shooting damage. They each have two frag grenades, a smoke grenade, and an assault knife that does good edged damage. And each of them is trained in the military talent and martial arts A and B. As I may have mentioned before, there are multiple martial arts talents in this game, each of which represents a different kind of martial arts training. So martial arts A allows you to stun and slam opponents who have essentially a lot more meat than you do, people who are much tougher and more resilient, bigger than you are. And martial arts B is for aggressive offensive fighting. It gives you essentially a bonus to hit. So these Blautot Commandos, uh, their stats are, are very good. And I'm not against mooks with good stats in principle, but there is a line. In the superhero genre, we are being asked to believe absurd things at an absurd rate. On every page of a comic book, especially of this era, there are countless things that could never possibly happen that are not remotely reasonable that we are expected to swallow one after the other after the other. A superhero comic book is a veritable hot dog eating contest of absurdity. But those absurdities do have a rationale. And the rationale of the superhero comic book is that a superhero, someone who puts on a costume and goes out to do good fight evil, all that stuff, be in a super team. A superhero is so exceptional, so much more competent and powerful in some way than a normal person that we can believe that this world is more or less like our own, even as the superhero goes out on an average night and, you know, dives into the middle of a group of a dozen armed men and manages to fist fight all of them into submission without getting shot. No doubt that's absurd, but we are meant to accept it because we are meant to accept that the superhero is just that much better than your typical goon. Now, of course, this is a a dial that you can turn. Like sometimes you got your real power fantasy comics 
where we've got the Hulk out there flipping tanks over, clapping his hands, and just like hurricane force blowing over whole battalions of soldiers arrayed against him with this wind pushed out from his meaty hands. He's jumping from one state to the other. He's punching deities in the nose. He's picking up skyscrapers and using them to hit other skyscrapers. That's the high end of this comic book rationale of the superhero being so far beyond the normal person. Then on the other hand, you can have something like a a more down-to-earth, like somebody like a Captain America or a Batman in their own book, where they can get bruised and shot and jumped from behind just like anybody else, and they're just that essential bit cagier and better equipped and better trained and more determined than other people, that with a little bit of luck, they're able to push their way through resistance and get things done, even when they're outnumbered, even when the odds are against them. It's a real wide scale, but there is a line. And this page crosses that line. That is the dumbest thing. This adventure, while open to all sorts of different superheroes, is intended for the West Coast Avengers. This is somewhat of an Avengers B team. These tend to be weaker and less established heroes, and they've got kind of a core membership. As we're going to see, the art in this book and the page of abbreviated West Coast Avengers stat blocks at the back depict this adventure being played through by a group consisting of Hawkeye, Vision and Scarlet Witch, Tigra, Moon Knight, and Wonder Man. All of them except, I would say, Moon Knight are pretty much core members of the team, and all but Vision and Scarlet Witch are founders of the West Coast Avengers. And then the other founder is Hawkeye's wife, Mockingbird, Bobby Morse, later Bobby Barton, after she married Hawkeye. If you had a group that really wanted to get the West Coast Avengers experience, it's very likely someone would play Mockingbird. And here are Mockingbird's stats. Fighting, excellent, 20, the same as a Blautote Commando. Agility, excellent, 20, one rank higher than a Blautote Commando. Strength, typical, 6, one rank worse than a Blautote Commando. Endurance, good, 10, one rank worse than a Blautote Commando. Reason, excellent, 20, one rank higher than a Blautote Commando. Intuition, typical, two ranks worse than a Blautote Commando. Psyche, typical, one rank worse than a Blautote Commando. Her health is 56, worse than a Blautote Commando. Her karma is 32, worse than a Blautote Commando. Her resources are typical, six, three ranks worse than a Blautote Commando. Only her popularity is high above a Blautote Commando's. She has 30, they have 10, but of course word is going to get around about you if you marry Hawkeye. Who would do that? People love a mystery. I grant you that Mockingbird has more talents than a Blautote Commando. She has biology, law enforcement, and detective slash espionage, and she uses acrobatics, two forms of martial arts, in this case B and C, and she's a weapons specialist. She uses two little steel poles that can be combined together to make kind of a quarterstaff. Because of her weapon specialist talent, she ends up being one effective rank higher than the Blautote Commandos on her fighting rules. They have the military talent, so their excellent fighting is treated as remarkable when they shoot a gun. Her fighting of excellent is treated as incredible when she uses these staves. But the staves are mainly melee weapons. Uh, She can shoot them out of her little uh, forearm spring loaders up to three areas away and then have them bounce back as a stunt she can do so it doesn't always work. Uh, when she uses them that way out of the little spring launcher, they do excellent damage. Otherwise, they do good damage. The Blautote Commandos have guns. They shoot twice as far. They do five more damage than Mockingbird's little full metal jacket nerf guns on their best day. The Blautote Commandos also carry grenades, which do remarkable 30 damage, way more than anything that Mockingbird can muster. And if they get into melee, they've got knives, which do it just as much damage as the battle staves except that they do edge damage, which is more dangerous. 
more likely to kill your opponent. The only thing these battle staves can do that the Blautote Commando's guns and knife can't do is screw together to form a eight foot long vaulting pole. And I'm not going to try to deceive you that nine or 10 year old Chris did not want an eight foot long modular vaulting pole. But you know what nine to 10 year old Chris wanted more? A submachine gun. The only thing that Mockingbird really has to set her above these commandos is her body armor. Quote, Mockingbird's costume is made of Kevlar armor backed by woven beta cloth. It provides excellent protection from physical attack and good resistance to fire. Excellent 20 body armor is no joke. It is important. It means that Mockingbird would almost certainly take one of these Blautote commandos in a one-on-one fight. It also means that any one of these commandos, who remember are mooks, they're not superheroes, they're not supervillains, they're faceless bad guys to theoretically be taken down casually to show what a badass you are. Any one of these mooks, if they were man enough, could put on Mockingbird's dress and become a much better, much deadlier Mockingbird than she ever was. These mooks are better than one of the superheroes. And that is the dumbest thing in this page. You, you just can't have mooks who are better than the superheroes. Because when you do that, one of two things are going to happen. Option one, the superhero jumps down from the scaffolding or whatever with her little metal battle staves out and makes some kind of quip and then gets summarily gunned down by six people with machine guns. Or she manages to beat the shit out of them with her little metal sticks. And this is an absurdity that we cannot accept because we were maybe willing to accept that Mockingbird was so much better than these Nazi commandos that she could take them all down this way. If we know she's worse than they are, then her continued survival against droves of them goes from absurd to insulting. This is not a story of unlikely heroism, it is a story of nonsense. And you know, this can be pretty glaring in a comic book or a movie, but it is especially glaring at the table where we're rolling dice about this stuff. If Mockingbird gets surrounded by six of these Blautoed Commandos, which is a number that we see them appear in. Granted, that's to fight a whole team, but like, if they were smart and they decided to pick off the weakest member of the team first, with those grenades, like, even given the beta cloth and even given the non-lethality of this game, being that it's a superhero game, they've got the firepower to kill her in one turn. If they should win initiative with their vastly better intuition stat, if they were to win initiative on her and concentrate fire on her, they could wipe her out before she gets to act. She'd be pretty safe in close combat because their knives can't really get through the Kevlar and Beta combo on her outfit. But at range, I mean, her only option is to use her little wrist launchers to launch those metal poles at them. In that scenario, they've got more damage, twice her range. And if she ever fails her power stunt, she loses the fucking sticks. The dumbest thing on this page is that every one of these Blautote commandos is, on balance, better than one of the founding members of the West Coast Avengers, except for her very rugged dress. That's a thankless position to put the judge in, with players expecting superhero action, and the judge having to somehow keep Bobby Morse from going down in a hail of Nazi gunfire. It's not fair to the player who wanted to play a badass superhero and didn't realize that her stats were worse than a mook's. It's not good genre emulation, it's just the whole thing is bad. And by the way, their stats are strictly superior to the Howling Commando stats too, which I do not accept. It somewhat undermines the theme of Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos of his multi-ethnic allies greatest hits squad is not only matched but exceeded in combat prowess by a bunch of nameless Aryans with no distinguishing characteristics. Anyway, that is it for characters. We're done with stats. We're done with NPCs. Join me next time for scene one of all this and World War II on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. 
New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact the show however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Podbean, Gmail, Instagram, etc., etc. This episode's theme music is Robinson's Grand Entry March, performed by the United States Air Force Concert Band. Thanks for listening.